Hey friends, welcome back to episode 68, Flipping the Canvas and Your Life with my new friend Jill Perla. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. Whether you are fans of art or fans of life in general, you are going to love this episode. I am happy and honored to bring my friend Jill Perla, professional commissioned artist. Guys, today on the episode, we don't just talk about art, although it's fascinating. I can't wait for you to hear how Jill realized her talent and gift as an artist later in life, and how she knows that you can identify whatever that talent is for you too. But she talks about her love and her passion and her gifting for the paintbrush and the canvas, not just for herself, but in service to others. So listen, this is your opportunity. It's your opportunity to paint the canvas of your life, to change the perspective of whatever you're experiencing in your life right now by flipping that canvas upside down using some of the artistic tricks and tools that Jill shares with us in today's episode. And hey, listen, Jill is offering you a listener exclusive. You can get a free online paint class with her. All you need to do is text the word art, A-R-T, to 5403692139 you can get the details and sign up for that free art class you budding art enthusiasts you or you know what go ahead and check her out at jillperlaart.com and give the gift of art to somebody in your life as we're approaching the giving season all right my friends lean in learn and listen and love the canvas of your life with my friend jill Perla. Jill, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm super excited to have you on today. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Awesome. It's really, really cool. And it's a super, I don't know where you are, but it's like a super windy, cold day. Like this cold yeah. front is moving in. I've got like my warm, cozy sweater on. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold here too. The wind is blowing. But you have beautiful artwork behind you that I is like do. of the shore, it looks like. Yeah, it's a it's a project I'm working on for a client. Yeah. It's um it's it's a work in progress as it were. So the client and I are going back and forth on the um the drafts of it and I'm really having a good time with it. Well, that is super super cool. Now, how do you how do you mean it's a project that you go back and forth on? So I'm a commissioned artist. I'm a professional commissioned artist. And in that I get ideas from my clients and a lot of times they kind of think they have an idea, but they really don't know exactly what they want. It's a lot of um, back and forth and um, give and take. And it's, it's, it's really a fun process and it's, it's evolving as it were. So that's a piece that's evolving. All right. So, but you usually have a place to start, right? Absolutely. Clients come to me with an idea in mind and I do interview questions with them. I talk about where it's going to be and how they want to feel when they look at the Mm. piece. And we just kind of go from there. And it's, it's really an organic process that's, it's led by me, but really um, I'm guiding them. Yeah. And you know, I'm guiding them. So how do you then capture the feeling that they say, because, you know, a lot of times people don't really, they, they know how they want to feel, but they may not know particularly how to articulate that. So how do you connect with what they want to feel? Exactly. Well, most of the time I meet with them in person, I can meet them online, which is fine too. But I ask them questions like in the space it's going to go, how do you want to feel? Just generally, do you want to feel uplifted? Okay, do you want it. to feel energized? Do you want to feel um, cozy? Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, 
So instantly I start getting color ideas just based on that. Because if you want to feel cozy, you're probably going to not go for a really cold color. Okay, got it. I start pocket. So I start kind of leading them without them even really realizing mm-hmm. that they're kind of going down this kind of um, path with me. Yeah. So it's very comfortable and easy. Now, how often do you find that your clients, so do you get, well, this is the first question leading up to the second yeah. question. Do you get repeat orders from mm-hmm. the same clients? Yeah. And that's yeah. for different projects or for a revamping of a previous project? Always different projects. Okay. Always different projects. And I think they come back to me because I am, as an artist, very versatile. Mm -hmm. So your audience can't see, but I've got a very abstract piece behind one shoulder. I love it. And then more traditional piece on the other side. And as an artist, I'm here for my client. Mm -hmm. And when they ask for one room to be more of a modern, upbeat, look, I'm going to give them something super abstract. And, and if that's what they're looking for. And in another room, they might want something more traditional. Maybe they've got someone older who lives with them and they want something that's a little bit, you know, I don't want to say safer, but something that's more traditional, something easier, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that the people can get lost in. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, uh, I'm just fascinated by all of this. So I know that coming from my background as a clinical psychologist, uh, there there are there's a lot of psychology. There's psychology behind everything. Sure. Right. So, and there's certainly psychology beca- behind color. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is. When somebody, I noticed you, that you used the terms cold and warm, warm tones or, or I, f- I forget the other term you used, but when somebody comes and says, I want to feel energized, do you have colors that pop into your mind that signify energized? I do. But the funny thing is, is that my version of energized might be <laughs> something totally different than something. Yes, yes, yeah. So, I, and it's funny because. There are certain colors when I was younger that I really did not like at all that tend to be more energetic colors. You think yellows, you know, oranges. I think orange, yeah. Right, you know, very vibrant and colorful. But at the same time, it depends on what energy you're looking for. There's right. there's big, bold energy, and then there's that constant, smooth, yeah. Yeah. energy. So I have yeah. to ask them, what kind of energy are you looking for? You know, wow. they're like, I don't know, energy. I don't know. I work here. You know, I yeah. need to be uplifted. You <laughs> oh, know? Right, right. Well, and sometimes you need to be calmed when you're at work too, right? Yeah. You need those greens to keep yeah. that consistent. Wow. That's that. Now I know I'm privy to a little bit of this because you and I got to meet you know, over the phone yep. a couple months back. And I, but I, the listeners don't know. And I would love for you to share the story of how you, of how and when you became an artist. Right. Okay. So, and it's funny because when you say became an artist, well, still, I'm an artist. And it, yes. it's so weird. It's, it's like, okay, yeah, that's right. That's what I am. But it really has, I mean, not that I, I, I can't say that it's defined me, but it, it's been my work for some time now. I think it's been about 10 years now. So as very much into adulthood, I discovered that I wanted to do this. I picked up a paintbrush after my dad was um, in um, 
day away camps because he had Alzheimer's. Okay. And he was having to take different art classes and it wasn't having to, he wanted to, Mm -hmm. and he was doing really well. And, you know, we thought this is a really good therapy for him. And he and I are very, very similar. Um, And I thought, you know what? He's really good at this, you know, Mm -hmm. let's, let's give it a try. So I just, you know, started poking around and, and I, I really, it was honestly, it wasn't drawing or coloring or anything markers. It was the paintbrush. I picked up that paintbrush and I was like, wait a second, this is a game changer. And ever since then, I've just started painting and I loved it. And I fir- sold my first one about 10 years ago, my first painted art piece. And I was floored. I was like, somebody actually wants to buy my wow. art. Wow. It was so like, I was like, wait a second, I'm allowed to do something for myself. And so did that take you a little while to uh, realize that confidence level? Like I am an artist and my work is worth being paid for? It, it did. It did. But I also, I, I think because I have a business background, I knew quickly that if I wanted to do this to, and actually get paid to do it and kind of step away from the corporate world, which I had been in for 25 years, I need to start becoming confident quick, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To get, step into it. And yeah. I, I, unlike some artists, I don't have that much ego wrapped around my art. I really okay. don't. Okay. Um, but I'm that's happy. hard, right? Because it's an extension of you, no? It is. It is, but it's, it doesn't define me. There you my go. Yeah. It does not define me. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's my soul and my insight. Like, obviously, if my paintbrush was taken from me, I'd be very sad. I would just <laughs> don't take my paintbrush. <laughs> right. Right. Don't take my paintbrush. But I think at the same time, I keep a healthy boundary around it because I know that if somebody says, Ooh, I don't like what you did. Oh, well, you don't like right. what I did. That's fine. Right. right. The, um, it's, it's allowance. I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, so I just want um, to dig into that for just a couple of minutes, Jill. Yeah. We don't need to go too far, but it's, it's certainly an issue that plagues many, many people. Um, this, now as humans, from the psychology perspective, we do have a need to be valued, right? Sure. But there's a difference, as you were saying so eloquently, of letting somebody else's evaluation of you define you, define your worth, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so many people struggle with that and we're constantly looking, even when we don't realize it, we're constantly looking to the external to validate who we believe we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so being from a business background and business can be cutthroat, you know, sure. sometimes mm-hmm. it we can say that it's easier to do that in business than in personal life. But I'm curious as to what your take is on that. Well, it's funny because being, um, I'll call it a solopreneur on mm-hmm. my own, it's just really glued together, business and personal. Yes. Um, it, it really is all mushed up together. So I have yeah. to be, I know that word mindful is thrown around so much, but I have to be extremely aware mm-hmm. that this is work I'm doing to be paid and I love it. Yes. But I'm not, I, I, I'm, it's, I'm not a brain surgeon. I mean, I'm not changing. Right. I'm not going to kill anybody with this, mm-hmm. but I do think that I am so passionate 
and driven Mm -hmm. in pleasing people and what I'm giving to them Mm -hmm. so that they can have something to put in their home that feels like it's a part of their family. Mm -hmm. And if they come back and say, you know what? Every time I look at this piece, I'm moved by it. I see something new in it. That's really the goal. And and if they don't have that, that's okay too, because maybe they don't see it the way I see it. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. They just look at it as a colorful piece of art. Hey, that's good too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, I do have to be very careful with myself that I don't get too hung up on the personal side, the business side, the, in the art is just, it kind of goes on both ends. Really, It does come from within. It really does. Well, and I, what I hear Jill, and this is really a neat, neat thing because I think it's so different what you're doing compared to and and it may not be because it's not like I have, you know, a <laughs> far reaching sphere of artists that right. I connect sure. with. Yeah. So this is my limit in my limited scope. But most artists produce what they believe to be their work. And then if you like their work, then you purchase it or you whatever. Right. But right. you are doing something different. You're collaborating, you're co-creating. Yes. And then once that piece, so I think that this is how I see you keep the ego out of it because you're co-creating. What you're providing is a gift, is a gift to them of an expression of the soul that they have communicated to you through the collaboration that then they can refer to and look back upon. So it's not you leaving a piece of you necessarily. It is you being the channel or the vessel to leave a piece of them. Absolutely. I mean, and it gets me emotional thinking about it the way you said it, because I don't think I'm wired to be any other way. I'm not Mm. wired to just be in a monologue with myself and just just put it out there and say, take it or leave it. It's Mm. not how I'm wired. I'm so empathetic and sympathetic and desiring of people to be in a loving relationship with themselves, with others, that it would be uh, trite for me to just build a piece of work just on my own. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's just, it would just for be you for me not to say mm-hmm. it's not wonderful and beautiful that some mm-hmm. people are so standing in their truth and this is what they have to offer and I'm like go for it right amazing right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so would you say that your work has healing properties or transformative properties for both you and the client or one or the other oh absolutely both Absolutely both. I mean, it is, it's, it's really wild to see a blank canvas and the journey I take with that blank canvas Mm -hmm. and the client does because, and again, the piece behind me has so many layers of discussions of, of me thinking on it by Mm. myself and me just slapping color on saying, well, let's just try this, but then saying, no, 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 let's, let's pull back on this, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then showing it to the client and really trusting the client 
that they're going to be honest with me and say, mm. I need this, or mm-hmm. I, I like this, or I want this. And mm-hmm. that's where, when I have that trust with a client and that's, that's all I want is, yeah. you know, it, that's it. It's, it's real. Yeah. So I have to, we have to do this, Jill. And I really, really want you to go with me. So like speaking okay. of layers, can we peel some back and can I ask you some deeper questions? Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy, but I can go deep. I can oh. go there. Let's go. <laughs> okay, good. So as you've been talking, I, you know, I, one of the gifts that I have is to take information and swirl it around and come up with a deeper um, life meaning, if you will. And so what I'm hearing in this thread in our conversation is that your work very much parallels the experience that we have the ability to have in life. Mm-hmm. And so we have the ability to have a blank canvas. We have the ability to have these intentional conversations with ourselves to say, what do we want to be on that canvas right now? Right. We have the power to, I wrote down a few words. I was just thinking about your work and how that paralleled life to be intentional, to be willing to wait to, until the conversations gain clarity, um, to be honest with yourself, to trust yourself. Like, I'm just seeing all of this, like, she's talking about art, but this is life. This is the art of life. I, I always, it's so funny because you hit the nail on the head. I always like to say, um, magic, joy, fun, Mm. all seem to be so surface, but to me, there's such deep roots to Mm. it Mm. that when I create, I'm, it's a dance with myself of such patience and saying, all right, you know, just to say, wait. You can't do it right now. You're not in that frame of mind right now. You have to wait. Yeah. And um and and so many people in life are rushing a microwave, right? Mm-hmm. And they're hurrying through things. And I, to my core, believe anybody can do anything they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I am in my own little world proof. Yeah. In my mind, because when I was ten years old or whatever. I was told by an art teacher, don't be an artist. Don't do that. And I was like, now I am. And I'm making <laughs> more money than most artists that I know. Yeah. And, and loving it. But I think the canvas is a metaphor for life. And it, it, yeah. it's so layered. And it sounds silly, but it's so it's so beautiful at the same mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. I just love being that um conduit for people you're you're like the canvas whisperer I might stop it I might have to steal that I might have to steal that the canvas whisperer that's too good I know isn't that great I'm just thinking about this but hey let's apply this let's let's apply this parallel so when we mess up in life yeah. And particularly women, we're really, really hard on ourselves. Yeah. We, you know, we would never speak to our best friends, to our little girls, the way that we speak to ourselves. Right. And so let me ask you this. When you're painting, when you're creating mm-hmm. and you, quote unquote, mess up. Well, yeah. so my first question is, one, do you mess up? Mm-hmm. And two, what do you do when that happens? 
Oh, it's funny because there's a huge conversation in my head the whole time. And if I'm speaking negatively to myself, the canvas is going to show it. Yes. Yes. Single time. And so, okay, wait. So to apply that parallel, if I'm speaking negative to myself, my life canvas, the yes. thing that other people see is going to exemplify that, right? Yes. Yes. I'm going to take a little sidestep for a second. Let's do it. When I was, I have always struggled with weight my entire life. I've, I used to pass out. Seriously, mm. if stress got too much, I would just pass out. Grocery stores, church, you name it. Because I was so tight inside. And this wasn't like a medical condition? No, no. My desire to be peacemaker, right, Mm -hmm. was so strong for so many years that I would do whatever I could Mm. to make things okay. But ever since art came into my life, Mm -hmm. I'm thin. Mm. I'm like, I don't have a problem with food. And I'm not saying art was the savior. It's because I I have something that I can channel my needs through instead yeah, yeah. of food, right? Yeah. Well, and communicating it, expressing it, and yeah. and releasing it, you know, yes. but because there is, when you were talking about that physical tightness, yes. it's almost like there's this psychological well of amazing giftedness that you had that it was just in there and it was tight and it was bundled up and you released it through this art. And then that freed up your body to respond in kind. Right. And, and now that I'm comfortable with the art, I'm now exploring speaking like with you, this step, like Mm. I'm now living out loud. Yes. Before I would hide behind the canvas yeah. I would say, this is speaking for me, people. This is it. This is all I have to say. Here's the art. Mm. And I would hide behind it. But now I'm like, okay, I'm going to let you in a little bit more. So, okay, let, let's dive into that. What does that look like? Because I, that's something you said just really connected or resonated with me. When it's one thing to create with your gifts. It's another thing to give you through the creation of your gifts. Yeah. Um Share with us some practical explanations of that, um, because I, if that's resonating with me, I'm not the only person. Yeah, vulnerable. I'm mm-hmm. I by speaking and putting my voice out in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. I'm allowing people to know, yeah, that I have deep pains, deep hurts, mm-hmm. deep things that have happened that. Mm-hmm. I know now that I'm older, the more I share it, the less charged it is. Yeah. And the more I share it, the more mm-hmm. powerful I can be as an artist and a human and mm-hmm. more of a giver. Because if I'm not really standing in my truth as a person, I can't mm-hmm. help somebody else. Yeah. You well, know? and the longer that you hold on to something that you don't share it, that you keep it in secrecy. It, 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 um, it lives in a burrow of shame. And then that thing takes on so much power. And when you start talking about it and you're just like, Oh, that's there. You acknowledge it, but you're, you're releasing it and it doesn't have power over you anymore. Right. 
Right. Yeah. That's one thing I could tell little girls. It's just, you know, that, that shame thing that people Mm -hmm. have, just let it go. Mm -hmm. But it's not as easy as that. And it takes time for people, right? And it takes relationships that you have with other people that are immediate relationships Mm -hmm. to be open and comfortable and you have to feel secure. Yeah. Because there's a time and a place, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to just blurt it all out everywhere all the time. That's right. That's you right. Know, yeah, I, a little contained. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you, you've got to be diligent and wise in your, um, in your confessors as it were. So, you know, shame is released. Shame has no power when you confess what you're thinking and feeling. And I say confess, not that confess is what's wrong with you. It's when you reveal, when you fess up to what you're thinking and feeling inside to somebody else that's safe and secure, Mm -hmm. that shame has to go with it because shame is only kept alive through the power of secrecy and guilt. Right. And so many people, I feel almost like it. Because they're on this rabbit, rabbit wheel or whatever, hamster wheel. Of, yeah. This is what I'm used to feeling. Mm-hmm. This is how I feel. And I don't like change. So I'm going to continue to repeat these stupid things that I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Because it takes courage. Yeah. To change gears and go in a different direction. Yeah. You know, I heard, I heard somebody say that one of the primary reasons we don't change things in our lives is not because we're weak, but because we refuse to invite somebody else alongside of us that can help us through that. Mm, That's interesting. We're diving off, off of the deep end there, but let me bring us back real quick. Yeah. So we're talking about your art, having healing and transformative properties. And the theme of the podcast this season is thriving in the thick of it. So my, my question for you is uh, two part. Mm. One, is there anything that you're choosing to thrive through right now that feels like the thick of it? And two, how is your gift and your passion in the world of art uh, helping you thrive? I think just right now, I mean, as we're recording it, you know, somebody's going to listen to this way beyond the pandemic, right? Yeah. We're in the pandemic right now. And everyone is probably doing a hundred times more than they used to do mm-hmm. because of just juggling things, mm-hmm. whether it be money issues or, you know, having to cook clean and do all this sort of stuff or not seeing people um, that they wish they could see because of isolationism. Um, I think that is something that I actually am thriving in because mm-hmm. I'm choosing to accept where we are right now and saying, what can I do with this yeah. time? Yeah, yeah. What can I do? I'm investing in me. And I think the more people realize that every single problem has a silver lining. Again, mm-hmm. it's how I'm wired. Mm-hmm. The cup's not half full. It's overflowing. Yeah. It always is. So what what are we doing right now? We're thriving in, in the isolation. Let's see. What what are we if your back's against the wall, what are you gonna do about it? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how are you gonna react? Are you gonna 
blow up? Are you going to be calm through it? What are you going to do creatively to get yeah. out of it? And yeah. that's where creativity to me reigns supreme <laughs> mm-hmm. because you've got to constantly, when your, your hands are tied, what are you going to do? How are you going to fix it? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go from there. Yeah. Well, and this is not the quote, but somebody said it, that creativity can only exist in a place of desolation or adversity. Yeah. You can't, I mean, right. Because you have, it calls for creativity. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, that's where I think, you know, I mean, this is a whole total sidestep. I think sometimes <laughs> kids that, you know, growing up, we didn't have that much money, but I used to say, you know, the clothes were like gray animals. You know, you have a pair of pants and you got six shirts and you mix and match. <laughs> but that, because you had that, you learn to be creative. Yeah. If you're given everything, yeah, you don't get that chance. Yeah. If everything's easy. Yeah. You don't get a chance to really express and love and yeah. change and grow. Can you share with us a few examples of times when you've been faced with the hard things and how creativity has forged a path forward? I think when my dad, and I'll go back to him because he was, I mean, he's since passed away, knowing that I used to look up to him thinking he was a rock star. He went to Harvard, double majored while he had five kids. I was like, how did he do all that? <laughs> you know, so it was one of those, you know, dad-daughter relationships that was just wonderful. Yeah. When he passed away to this day, you know, I have his obituary in my office. I have, he's always there. And Mm. I'm, I, when I paint, it's not that I think of him constantly, but I know the roots of our relationship is in what I'm doing. Mm. And that's what helps you move forward. It, mm-hmm. it helps you with loss. Yeah. Um, painting helps you with loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so many different things, you know, yeah. relationship issues, you know, that's where I think for me, when I have a relationship issue, it might not be painting, but it's more drawing. Okay. And it's funny because it's that pencil paper that, mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. know, hard, you know, being able to grind into the paper and get all that out. Yeah. There, there's different mediums to me that help me. Um, Well, and I love what you said because it's very much, it's something that I used to say, well, I still say to people that I coach, but when we can get something out of our heads and onto paper, so if that's in the form of journaling, painting, drawing, whatever it is, if for a two-year-old, if it's picking a color of how you feel and scribbling that on a piece of paper, when we can do the physical act of transmitting thought to Con- something concrete mm-hmm. that alone has healing power. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I asked you, Jill, I said, have you ever had a time when you felt like you've made a mistake and then what do you do with that? Right. Mm-hmm. But here's the second thing I want to ask you because we're talking about the parallels between painting and, and your art and life. Have you ever felt stuck? And what did you do? I have felt stuck and I don't like it. I really (laughs) don't like that. If you can imagine, I do not like feeling stuck. When I was working um, at my most recent, um, I'll call it, um, I always used to say real job, but this is actually a real job. So I don't want to dismiss it. 
when I worked in DC and I, I loved it. I just loved it, but I was feeling stuck. I felt like I'm not giving what I know I could give to this mm-hmm. job. I am not giving my all. And I was getting frustrated with bosses and I was, I was bumping up against them because I knew I had outgrown them. Yeah. And so whenever I feel like I'm outgrowing something, I'm feeling stuck and mm-hmm. I don't like feeling stuck. It's very, mm-hmm. I actually invite change in my life because mm-hmm. I think when change is obviously life is all change mm-hmm. when you're resistant to it, then you tend to be closed-minded and I, yeah. I love ideas. And I, I think it keeps me young because I tend to be curious about everything. I want to know about everything. Yeah. So what, here's what I heard. So if you're feeling stuck, mm-hmm. then that's more than likely an indication that you've outgrown where you are. Yes. And it's time for something new. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. Not that and- I swallowed every time, but that, ah! you know, I mean, it's, it's going to take time, right? Well, it's exciting. To me, it's yeah. an exciting pill, but right. for somebody that feels like I'm stuck and no, this is the right way. I'm just stuck. I think there's real power and encouragement in what you said that if you're feeling stuck, this is an indication that you've outgrown where you are. And that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, and that's, that's, that's back to that self-talk, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you're saying, no, wait a second, you're evolving. This is not a bad thing. This mm-hmm. is a good thing. Again, it's reframing your thoughts. Yeah. And that's what I'm always doing with myself, anybody Mm -hmm. that I come in contact with. And, Mm -hmm. um, it just, it's just reframing things. just a little tweak here and there that can help you get unstuck and move forward. So how about in your painting? Do -hmm. you get, do you get stuck there? And what happens? I have, and there's different things I'll do just as simple as, um, take a photo of it with my iPhone and step mm-hmm. away and look at it through a different lens mm. or I'll take it in a different room. Um, I change the perspective, mm-hmm. a little alliteration mm-hmm. there. Um, I, I put it in a different room or I'll turn it upside down. Mm-hmm. Literally, I will take the art and turn it upside down. I'll stand next to it so that the art is over my next to my shoulder and I'll peer at it from the side. Mm. And most of the time, what helps is putting the paintbrush down and stepping away. That yeah. is the biggest answer, is stepping away, regrouping, thinking, yeah, and really figuring out what it is that you, I, I need to do next. And it's usually all in my head, and then it comes out the next day or an yeah. hour, five minutes, whatever, right? I love how you said you, you, the perspective, because that's key in life, right? To like, yeah. if something's not working, yep, we got to look at it differently. You can't keep looking at it, at it the same way and expect yep. that the solution or the creative outcome will come to you. Mm-hmm. But I love that. I love that you said you flip it upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is really powerful. I mean, if we think about that in our lives, when we're faced with emotional or relationship situations, Mm -hmm. like think of what it would be flipped upside down. Maybe that means it's the total opposite, right? Maybe it means something you never would have considered, but I love being able to, to see that then gives you a comparison point because 
Otherwise, you, there's nothing you you see one way. You see you're you've got tunnel vision. You only see one thing, and no creativity or growth can come from that. Exactly. It's funny. One of my favorite books, and I, I wish I knew the author. Um, I can't remember it, but it's change how you see everything. Mm. And it's more of a, a picture book with quotes and whatnot, but it's fabulous because mm. it comes down to that notion of flipping everything on its head. Yeah. Would, you know, would just I'll play games with myself and look outside and I'll look at the sky and think, what would it be like if the sky was green? What would it be like if the grass was blue? And sometimes if you do these sort of mental gymnastics, it helps you see things differently. And, you know, that brushing your teeth with the left hand as opposed to the right Mm -hmm. hand and just Mm -hmm. doing things, forcing yourself to not do the same thing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who who was it that said, was it John C. Maxwell? If you want something different, you have to do something different. Right. Right. The bottom line. Yeah. I mean, but the funny thing is, is that as much as I'm creative and I like change, I think there's such value in consistency. I mean, Mm. in organization and timeliness. I am militant when it comes to time and I'm so aware of time and um, I'm not flighty about things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so as much as I I like fun and joy and magic, I'm like, I like to be grounded Mm. in stability because Mm -hmm. you have to have that in order to have it as a launching pad. Otherwise you're just floating. Yeah, there so there's a difference to being a uh free-spirited artist and yeah. an and and an artist who is successful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, because yeah. I think that consistency, that promptness, that attention to time, attending yeah. to time um is also an element of success in certainly in the business world. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't just be, you can be, it's like, I picture a balloon, Mm -hmm. right? But a balloon that isn't weighted to the ground, Mm -hmm. you, it flies away. You don't know what happened to it. Exactly. (laughs) But a balloon that's weighted to the ground, you see it and it's lovely and fun and, but it's weighted. Yeah. Yeah, That's a really good one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So speaking of books, you mentioned this quote, uh, what was it? Change how you see everything. Speaking of yeah. books, let's talk about yours. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I co-authored a book. It's Voices of the 21st Century, Powerful, Passionate Women Who Make a Difference. And already it's a number one can you, bestseller. Yeah. Can you hold it up so I can take a screenshot? Yeah. Okay. It's already an international bestseller? Yeah, because it's a collaborative book. So it's me and other authors who have co-wrote it from around the world. Wow. So if your listeners are interested in hearing not only my story, but all these other women's stories, it is an awesome read. You can pick it up, read a chapter here, you know, five pages here, you know, a few pages here, and you go away with a lot of really good empowering stories really so is it can you can it be read in a topical fashion and rather than sequential uh you can read any time you just 
say page 103, let's start okay. that chapter okay. or seven, you know, okay. and you can just jump in. And I like that because you yeah. don't have to start from beginning to end. So yeah. some people would, but you know, I tend to like going backwards. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's the message that you have for the reader in that book? Mind your brain, mind your story for creative wins. Mm. So it really, really, like I've said, your cup doesn't just, um, it's not half full. It's not half empty. It's yeah. flowing. It is yeah. spilling over. It just depends on how you look at it. Yeah. And it's just a little deeper, you know, into who I am and some of my stories and how I got from A to Z. And mm-hmm. um, okay. it's, it's a fun book. Yeah. And where can we find that? You can find it on Amazon or okay. on my website. Okay. Which is? Jill Perla Art. All right. So we're closing out, but I've got a couple of other questions for you, Jill. Mm -hmm. So uh, you are a, hold on. I got it. I wrote it down. So I want to get it right. You are a professional commissioned artist. Yep. Who is your client? How do they know to reach out to you? And how do they know that they, you're a good fit for them? Right. Um, Well, anybody who actually is interested in having a piece of art that becomes their family member Mm. and really understands how um, art can actually transform them. They might not realize it until they speak with me. Um, But anybody who's open to something other than say the spoken word or, you know, music, they, mm-hmm. they, they know there's something else out there that might be kind of interesting and different. Um, mm-hmm. I'm their person. I mean, I work with interior designers all the time, homeowners, mm-hmm. um, commercial spaces, and I create art a lot for different people. So I, I'm okay. a painter. Yeah. Okay. So it's either residential or commercial. Absolutely. And if you are someone who thinks they'd like to try to paint themselves, mm-hmm. they would be very interested um, in the Creative Kickstart membership that I have. Oh, so tell us about that. This is a monthly membership where I offer one Zoom online live class, art class, that is me teaching how to paint, but I always sprinkle in some fun facts about the subject, whether it be wine or the season autumn. And I'm always leading them throughout mindfulness. Okay. How to be creative, how to be positive. And through these art lessons, and one's pre-recorded, so they get two classes a okay. month. All right. Um, and in the Facebook community, they have like-minded people in a group in a container, we'll call it, okay. where people will share their artwork. And it's me, oh. it's the first step where people can practice creativity using their art. So mm-hmm. I'll help people who are not interested in art themselves and want mm-hmm. me to paint for them or people who want to be more creative and mindful. Mm. Yeah. I love that you offer that to both people. Now, which do you enjoy more? Do you, and I know I'm putting you on the spot. Do you enjoy teaching more or do you enjoy creating more? That is a super tough one, but I probably (laughs) enjoy creating more. I enjoy creating more. Right. But teaching still gives you the opportunity to do that. Oh, I love teaching because I I think I'm a natural teacher because Mm -hmm. I think people are so shocked at how well their art comes out. 
Um, like I did that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I pride myself in the pieces that we do that so that they are um, tricky enough to be interesting, but easy enough that they have something that they want to hang up on the wall at the end. Yeah. And for your listeners, I do have a little gift. So. Oh, tell and, us. Yes. What is it? So any one of your listeners who wants to get a free online class, uh-huh. it's a relaxing art class. All they have to do is visit my website, jillperlaart.com, and go to Creative Kickstart, and they can get a free, what I call, bubble painting video. Nice. Nice. I love that. Okay. We will definitely include all of the links for that, Jill. Awesome. And um, I'm just, wow, this has been so cool. I love this, like, painting your life, and I'm, I promise you, like, the name Canvas Whisper is going to stick. I'm still thinking about it. Trust me, I'm still thinking about it. I know. I love it. So Jill, one question that I ask every guest I have on the show as we close out is if there's one truth that you want the people listening to always remember and never forget when this episode ends, what would it be? You really can be and do anything you set your mind to. Mm -hmm. You really, really can. I, I just think your cup is is flowing over. You just have to look at it just a little bit differently sometimes. Flip it upside down. Yeah, flip it upside <laughs> down. That's it. Friends, I hope you felt the sincerity and love and passion, not just for her work, but for you. In the sound waves that came through your car speakers, your phone speaker, or wherever you listened today. I'm so blessed to have been able to feature Jill on the show. And I'm not only a fan of her work, I'm just a fan of her. And so I unequivocally endorse her and would love for you to take her up on her offer of a free fun paint class. Who couldn't use something fresh and new right now in this time where many of us are at home and frankly, looking for stuff to do other than to binge watch Netflix. So check it out. Text ART, A-R-T, to 540-369-2139. While you're at it, go support Jill. Like her Facebook page. That's where you're going to find out all the deals and classes and things that she has coming up. Check out her website. All of those links are in the show notes. And in case you are stuck today, my friend, please remember the wise words of Jill. Flip it upside down. Change what you see. And friends, as always, you can join my Thriving Thoughts texting community. All you need to do is text to that same number, 540-369-2139. Text the word DRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E. Until this week's midweek episode, which (laughs) if you listen to the last one, you never know when that's going to be. Remember to speak truth over the lies so you too can thrive in any and every circumstance.